From Bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the 2017 edition of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On tonight's meeting, we have innovative revenue tools, special guests, all kinds of all the other things that ever have been talked about, and so on. This meeting is now in session. Hey. You know, I made up that intro. Did you really? Right on the spot. Uh, right out of your head? Yeah, just just like pluck some words out of my head from the word hole huh. in my mind and then just threw them out. That's awesome. Yes. Good we old. don't deserve you at the QCIB. I, I know. You're I, too I, talented for us. I know. It's me it's it's that word hole. It just it just yeah. serves me well every time. Nice. So okay. how, and how are you? I, we, I'm good. Should we take attendance? Yeah, let's do that. First let's take attendance, attendance of, of 2017. Uh, let's see. First, we have uh, our first attendee is Cheap Dulane. Cheap Dulane. Nope. Uh, Cheap Dulane? Nope. That's he, not me. I don't see a Cheap Dulane. The, the, he was actually the first person ever to open a discount Segway lot. Oh, no, I know. I, yeah. I know of Cheap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it failed spectacularly. But he never stops trying. No, no. I think I think he's on to hoverboards now. Right. He just segued onto a new thing. Yeah, he segued from segways. Right. It's true. But I, no. you know, I don't. I don't actually see him. Um, no. Well, you know, maybe if we move along, he'll come in. I, actually, I don't think so. I think uh, oh, no. this is embarrassing. What well, happened? Uh, I kind. I think I mixed up the letters. It should read um, shape. Jen. Paul DeShane. That's me. Okay. It's okay. You don't feel bad about that. You, you know, we've been on holidays for a while. That, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Second, second attendee, we have Agar Mendona. No. For no, Agar? I don't. Yeah, I don't see Agar here. He's, he was actually the first Portuguese man ever to be grown from a Petri dish. Yep. Yeah, no, I, re I remember the story in yeah. uh, Scientific American about oh, him. Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. He was famous. Yeah, it was a big deal. They yeah. had the holographic cover for that. I think so, but they didn't. They actually didn't water him, and I think he kind of dried up a bit. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. That's a shame. It was a sad end yeah, so I'm to, surprised to great science. Kind of, I know. And uh, like a great, like, new forums in uh, human yeah. discovery. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, well, I guess but, he, well, no surprise he's not here then, really. Yeah, well, you know, actually, now that, I, on the agenda. now that I look at, at the name... Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe I, I kind of made a mistake. Um, oh no! I might have mixed up the letters. It should be Eggman, Radiang, Radio Man, um, Aiden Morgan. Oh, that's totally you. Is it totally you? Oh, that, yep. it feels like me. Yep. All right, I feel like I'm here. Yeah, you're here. That's excellent. Yeah. So how was your holiday? It was fantastic. I was. Uh, I found like a little small like uh, crawl space near the boiler room. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just kind of hold up in there for a while. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've probably noticed. Hey. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. The end of my nose is kind of red and swollen. D yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I thought it was a zit that was coming in. I was kind of embarrassed about it. But so. maybe you're a reindeer? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I went, I, went to, I went to get ointment, but it turns out that this is the after effect of a flare-up of um, lycanthropy. Oh. Yeah. That is... I, I'm apparently, according to the doctors... I'm aware Rudolph. Ah, yeah. okay. So Christmas Eve, I didn't have anything to do. So I, I went up onto the roof of City Hall to fix the uh, signal relay for the mm -hmm. antenna. Because you know, I've been meaning to get to that for like months. And I yeah. just never got around there's to no it. There's no budget for it. So right. Yeah, and, you know, there's nothing else going on Christmas Eve. So, um, yeah, I was... Uh, uh, 
I'm like working away. And then all of a sudden there's this like red glow, you know, hit cast mm -hmm. upon me from behind. And, and I turned around and there's this like this reindeer standing there and he's got this bulbous nose that looks like a Christmas light and it's all glowy and red. All right. And then the goddamn thing bit me. Oh, of course. Yeah. You can't and get so, too close to them. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now, like the doctor was saying, is that on nights when the weather outside is frightful and uh, the fire down here is delightful, right. I've got nowhere else to go. Right. Um, yeah, I grow fur and hooves and <laughs> antlers and I bust out of my skin. My nose lights up and I leap into the air and I fly around looking for um, reindeer games. Saying, let it snow, let it snow, let, let it, it snow. snow. Yes. Well, that was really not where I expected that whole thing to go. Yeah? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was expecting anything else. I know. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, uh, hopefully it'll go away, but uh, yeah. But just don't get too close. Okay. No, yeah. I'm, I always keep it like respectful. It is contagious, they warned. Oh. Yeah. It's outrageous and contagious. It is. Okay, fair enough. So, so, I, hear we, I hear we have some guests. Do we have a meeting tonight? We have a meeting tonight. And we have actual people. We have guests cool. showing up. Um, first off, we have uh, here, I believe, a country musician. Uh, I have written here... Um, Landlubber, Landlubber Keg. The streak was going so well, my name gets messed up all the time, and it was being spelt and said perfectly for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've, let me let me try and fix that. Um, Balked Bungler, Blanked Bugler, Barbed Elklong, Polak Porglard, <laughs> Bulk Beer Gland, Bulk Beer Gland. I'm getting closer with that. I do have a bulky beer gland. What, Blake Berglund? Here, present. Hey, okay, I knew I'd get it sooner or later. And also we have um, Peel-In Label. No, that's, that sounds ridiculous. Lineal Plebe. Um, that's not ridiculous at all. Beeline Paul. No. Uh, Pliable Lean. Alpine Bell. Bell Plain. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. Alpine Bell. You look like Alpine Bell. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I feel like Alpine Bell today. I should have worked on my yodeling. Oh, that would be great. Do you yodel? Nope. No yodeling at all? Nope. This is probably not the place to start either. Uh-oh. You know the acoustics down here are fantastic. Yes. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what you need to be a good yodeler? You need to drink at least five liters of water per day. Mm. One short. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you drank four? No, I didn't, I didn't quite make it to four, but the day's still going. Yeah. Morning is the best time for water drinking, I find. Is there a reason for that? You're thirsty. That is a yeah. good reason to drink water. It's been eight hours without drinking water. Right. Yeah. I actually yeah. drink... I don't know why I'm now launching into this subject. I find I have trouble drinking water in the morning. I just... I don't know. Um, but I drink a lot of water at night before I go to bed. That's... So. Gets, can you, can not, you not afford an alarm clock? It, it, it actually gets me out of bed in the morning. It ensures that I will get out of bed yeah. in the morning. That yeah. would do it. Or previous to morning you look at me <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know so anyway i'm trying to drink four liters of water a day i've been told that that's too much but yeah is there a reason for it i don't know just thought i don't drink enough water you know that right. test you do where you pinch your skin and then you see how long it takes to on your hand to to go back your I elasticity really just, i just try not to look at myself oh okay well yeah. it's just your hand paul <laughs> take, yeah, yeah. take the gloves off <laughs> have a look i just like <laughs> to imagine myself on? as a floating brain in a jar oh, <laughs> with a red bulbous nose red bulbous yeah. nose yeah that's good well my pinch test is your brain good. needs water too man fill the jar 
really? No. So now but, we're all pinching our hands. This is yeah. good radio. Yeah, good. <laughs> because if you're, home, if you're dehydrated, the pinch yeah. mark stays in the air. Yeah, but yeah. if it snaps back this, this nicely. This is actually good radio for TV, and it's bad TV. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. So yeah. anyway, everybody can give that a go, and if it takes a while, then go get a glass of water or okay. a liter. Hmm. I like right. thinking about how many people are pinching themselves right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Probably all of our listeners. And You're not yeah. dreaming, everyone. Because, because, because this is a podcast, we will actually, like, there will be more pinchings over the next few days. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Please want to wake up from this horrible show. <laughs> so, anyways, how have you guys been, and uh, how was your 2016? Was it was it loaded with music and awesome? It was good. 2016 was a good year. It was a year of kind of tidying up the corners in my life. So I feel like I have a, a cleaner house to go with the metaphor. I got I did taxes. I did a lot of taxes, including responding to an audit for my taxes. What? They Just audit musicians? Don't they know that's insane? Oh, no, they do it. So yeah. I deserved it. Yeah, I did. It wasn't because I meant to do anything wrong. It's because I was kind of incompetent. And my um, my friend who helped me do the taxes, who works for a very large tax company, whose name I won't say, even though I should, <laughs> they uh, together our shared uh, lack of understanding about taxes on my end and the arts on her part created an ugly audit baby that was born in the spring of 2016. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Did it grow into an awkward audit teen? No, we met the GST superhero who... Um, oh, disposed of our audit <laughs> baby. <laughs> you killed <laughs> Dispatched our, our audit, audit baby very swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> audit infanticide. Wow. That, that, that metaphor went to a bad place. It did. Place it went south. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. How about your musical house? Is your musical house in order? Or yeah, is it's going good, good? actually. The, I put out a live album in the beginning of uh, March, and, mm-hmm. and it was it was meant to be kind of a quiet release and sort of like an explanation to the project of like, this is how a live show goes. These are all the genres that we deal with. And that's had some really nice response. And uh, this year is studio album year. So musical life is really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Belle? Belle, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Belle, you meant to say Belle's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Um, my 2016 was great. Yeah, I spent from March into the beginning parts of the summer in the studio recording a new record, which it's very hard and very difficult to sit on a record when you're so excited to get it out to people, but I've been patiently sitting on it and sending emails and moving it through... Uh, the digital world as much as I can to try and get some bites for partners in the release of it all. Um, I released uh, in 2016, I put out a 7-inch vinyl, which fared me well, and then mm-hmm. I jumped in the vehicle, and boy, we played a ton of dates yeah, last year. Right. And then I sort of took it upon myself to go on a soul search and ran around the United States for five weeks going right. to live music and kind of a little bit of a journalistic approach to it also. It was fun. Right. started a blog and yeah, it was it was it was fun. Cool. Yeah. What were you searching for? Uh, you know, I kind of been a little maybe more vocal than I should lately about it, but I just I really think that there's this lack of quality in in sort of what's being presented in country music, mainstream wise, a uh, mm-hmm. lack of quality in the lyric, a lack of quality in the production, just an overall complacency in in the art. But. I do believe that right now, you know, that it has never been a better time for good country music out there. And it's just a matter of 
kind of looking for it. And you can look online and you can find it if you put a little effort in. But I wanted to see the real thing and the, the live the live stuff. So, yeah, ran around Kentucky, uh, Illinois, mm-hmm. North Dakota, Minnesota, Tennessee a lot, West Virginia a little bit. So, yeah, and, and cool. boy, when you start looking, doors start opening and you find what you're looking for. So I was pretty pretty blessed through the month of September and October. Yeah. Lots of good shows. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. So um, I'm going to tell a story. I, I I have serious issues with country music, or I did for a really, really long time, because when I was in, like, grade oh. six or seven, my parents moved us from Ontario to Calgary. And I went from, like, this, like, music wasteland where we, we never listened to music when I was a kid. And I didn't know anybody who listened to music. And then we show up in Calgary, and everybody's listening to country music, and it was all, like, Kenny Rogers and stuff. And so I've always associ- I'd always associated country music with this like really traumatic move. And so whenever I would hear like country music, it would always like sort of remind me of this like moving to Calgary when I was like you know at this like really awkward age, and I didn't know anybody, and it was it's, so it's always had these like awful associations. And then as I'm growing up, it seemed like it was country music was like morphing through this like this really awful phase itself, and it was becoming more commercialized, and it was drifting further and further away from country music. It was becoming more sort of uh, commercial and sparkly and uh, more more like you know bad pop music. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Montreal a few years ago, and a friend took us to this like basement bar, and it was Western Swing Night. And it was it was an open mic, and like everybody was getting up and playing all this like country music I'd never heard before. And I was like, "Oh my god, this stuff is great!" And then the next thing I know, like my computer is full of like Bob Wills. Oh, well, that's just stuff, that's right? Fun. Like Hackberry Ramblers and stuff. So was uh, was it by chance the Wheelhouse that you went to? It may very well have been. Was it very old timey down there? Yeah. Yeah, you were at the Wheelhouse, I bet. Yeah, and uh, it was extraordinary. It was one of the best places of music place. I've ever been to. Yeah, Crazy. I got, got a little goosebumps right now. The Wheelhouse is a very special place. For listeners at home, the Wheelhouse is a place in Montreal where you cannot play anything. Uh, I believe it is after 1964 oh, yeah? is the cutoff. Everything has to be pre written pre-1964 um, to preserve the style that they want to have there. And it is an open mic, and they have a house band, and you go in and sit in with the band, do a couple songs, yes. and it is a very very special place you can yeah. buy cheesies and beer <laughs> yes music and cheesies music and cheesies that's perfect combo yeah. uh, should mention we're uh, we're on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio and uh, we're in the queen city improvement bureau speaking with a uh, libel panel and bald bugler can <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm so happy to be here <laughs> so um, is, if I want to like keep expanding like this this real country music, like where do I go looking for it? Like how do you classify it? Mm-hmm. I've been asked that because sort of the narrative that developed through the blog was this aficionado of country music, and I uh, you know that was never the intent. The intent was to just kind of go to a Ryan Bingham concert, a Todd Snyder, a John Prine concert, and just sort of s- listen to the music and kind of report back through my website, almost like a, a review type thing. And then this narrative developed. And then the blog started to get shared, and it sort of took on a life of its own. And what I found, um, or what I would categorize real country music, or real country music artists as, or artists that continuously pay homage to the traditionalisms of country music, and Mm -hmm. that is in content, um, that is in production value. I think that there needs to be a, a standard and emotional quality to the lyric. Um, it has to connect and has to resonate with the average person. 
And thirdly, they have to evolve the genre. Like if the genre doesn't evolve through content, through the production, it's just going to become stagnant. So in order to keep sort of that institute of traditional country music alive, while paying homage to those traditionalisms, um, the artist has to take it upon themselves to insert their own flavor, insert their own, you know, uh, ideas to evolve it. You know, we have artists like Waylon Jennings who, mm-hmm. you know, he's Buddy Holly's bass player, and he took it upon himself to become, you know, the godfather of Outlaw, basically, and he, he evolved the genre. It was, when Waylon came along, it was all Ray Price, and it was strings, and it was this Nashville sound from Studio A. Um, and then that just got thrown out, and at the time, people were complaining about it, but it sort of reinvented itself, and I think it continuously does that. You know, Dwight Yoakam did it in the 90s, and uh, there's some really great artists today that are doing it, so, right, yeah. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam. Speaking of. Speaking of. Yeah. I got the word the other day that we're going to be the opening act from a Monday night at the Conexus Arts Center. Get out. Right? That was yes. amazing. Yeah, so we're pretty excited. Uh, we were called about two weeks ago um, and then just had to sit on it and not say anything. And yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah. I was given the thumbs up yeah. yesterday to make the announcement. So 7.30 on Monday, January 16th, Bell and myself and uh, our right-hand man, Bryce Lewis, on the Telecaster are going to be playing a 45-minute set to Dwight Yoakam's crowd. It's That's, crazy. That is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's individual tickets shy of a sellout, so it's going to be a full house. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Guys. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's exciting. Yeah. I feel, feel very blessed and grateful. Yeah. So do you guys, do you have your set list all worked out? Like, how do you prepare for a show like this? Uh, well, by playing for music for several years. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have several years. You've only got, like, a few days. Yeah. Mm. You're going to have to cram really it is, it is a different show. Like, as far as the set list goes, I think we'll be able to um, kind of regurgitate a set list that we've played time and time yeah. again with mm-hmm. a few, you know, a few subtle changes in it. But it's more of a mental preparation. I haven't played yeah. for... But is it 1,200 people in the Art Center? I don't know. Um, that, in a long that's time. That's the big one. So it's, it's, in, it's sort of the mental game you have to go through to be able to treat, to make everybody in the room feel like they're having a one-on-one experience. And when right. there's 1,200 people in the room, that's a lot of strain on the performer to, you know, put themselves in a vulnerable position to make everybody feel like they're having this one-on-one experience with the artist. So... I welcome it. I look forward mm-hmm. to it. I think it's going to be fun. And yeah, we we have cheapers. We have hundred odd dates together, almost probably, under our belt. So we'll be in we'll be in good shape on Monday night. Yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys have planned for the new year? Beyond you know this gigantic show. Uh, I yeah, album stuff. There's some festivals starting to trickle in. The announcements are starting to come in for those, like in my inbox anyway, not on the, not on the other side of things. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a, a year that's still unfolding for me. There's a, a lot of things. You're going to Missouri. I'm going to Missouri in, in February uh, mm-hmm. to Kansas City. There's a lot of songs about Kansas City, so just sing the one that's appropriate in your life right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's for a conference, for a music conference that has approximately, I think I've counted about 2,000 people on the registrant list, close to the public. So it's a really strange affair that happens in a hotel, and we all try to meet each other. It's a very strange event. Have you hmm. done a music 
conference before. I'm yeah. confused by this notion. Yeah, well, you know what? A lot of people are. Like Breakout West that was here recently is a music conference. So most people think it's some sort of strange festival that they don't understand, mm-hmm. but it's actually a music conference that involves showcases, which is a fancy word for artists don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> hey and, uh, <laughs> um, But uh, we play for exposure. Uh, and and then, die by exposure. Mm, a lot of artists die from exposure every year. Um, and then we also, there's also such festivals like North by Northeast, South by Southwest. Um, Juno Fest is one of the only um, showcase festivals that pays right. artists. So really? way to go, Juno Fest. Seems, the rest of you have some work to do. Seems <laughs> odd they would have a musician conference that would involve playing for no money because I would think one of the topics of conversation would be how to not just play for exposure mm. and actually get paid yeah. for your you would, your wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting um, arrangement. There's there's always things that happen that are good at them. Like, you know, no no one thing is... is It's not without its merits. I'll say right. that. Um, and so this conference is different in that there is no ticket sales involved. So it's a, a bit of a, a different fish. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm going to go to that, and so I'm prepping for that by trying to learn a lot about people that I don't know so that when I meet them, I can seem casual enough to ask good questions, but not creepy like I have their faces on my phone. <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> the the conferences really are what you make of them. Like, oh, yeah. I've been going, them for, going to them for years, and you... Some years you have a bad attitude and you think, oh, why am I here and what's going to come of this? And guess what? Nothing really comes of it. Um, and then the following year you go in with a good attitude and you do your due diligence and invite people to the showcases and they show up and your career advances. So it's sort of balancing the understanding of you know what the capabilities are in a showcase and not getting too wrapped up in it, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry, I was just giving everybody the highest sign about what time it is. Um, uh, well, you know, it, a, a funny thing, like we have you here to pick your brains and we're not, we're not paying you. So right. This is a showcase of, for you. For yeah, me. showcase yeah. It's for the exposure. Although, actually, we put through this budget time right now at City Hall and we actually put in and uh, surprise, you guys are now like official uh um, like not a, you guys are already improvement vectors, and you've now been promoted to actual like wow. QCIB uh, clerks. What? Wow! Yeah, Sweet. yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, that's you're only on probation, probationary clerks. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at you through this plexiglass, so it feels like I'm <laughs> I'm a clerk with my own teller right. window. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But after yeah, six nice. months, you might get your own, like, sort of green-tinted visor. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Like yeah. a proper clerk's visor. Okay. So you're like, you know, probationary improvement clerks. Mm. Um, now, you, you'll only be getting paid, like, a fraction of what we're getting paid, which... We're getting paid, that's though. ...is, you know, not anything. But you'll get a fraction of that. Okay. Yes. Entry yeah. level. Will, I, will something come in the mail for my Sorry? taxes? Oh, don't worry about your taxes. This one of them packed your taxes even <laughs> slightly. No. Can I write it off? <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Can I write off my expenses? Yeah, to but you, you might okay, give birth to a brand good. new audit baby. <laughs> <laughs> See you um, soon, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so what should we expect from uh, Queen City Music? 
this year? Like, do you guys, do you hear any rumblings? Yeah, I think a lot of people are in studio. A lot of my friends are going into studio this year, so uh, I think 2018 will be great. There's some rumblings. I think you've rumbled a little bit about your record that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? You always as have far as Regina goes, um, we're probably like really missing all the things that we should have thought about. We well, finished. the venues seem pretty active, which is really mm-hmm. nice for out-of-town bands to be coming through yeah. and having a place where they can sort of settle down for the night and expect good turnouts. I know that the live music turnouts in Regina have been relatively good lately, despite the cold. Um, Megan Nash is playing tonight, by the by, oh, at the Artful oh, Dodger. Right. Cool. So if you're looking for a place to happen, that's where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we've both been... I've, you know, come to love the Tuesday nights at the Badger, the Alley Dogs, the Raw Raw Boys, and everyone else that's sort of accumulating in that melting pot, plays Hank Williams covers and Don Williams stuff and George Jones. I believe I was just there last Tuesday for an Alley Dogs performance. Yeah. It's a good time. And they they work it with um, O'Hanlon's, so you can go back and forth and see both shows, the one at O'Hanlon's, the one at the the Alley Dogs. And then old Marshall Burns, he's always got a lot going on. He's working at the Tartan Club, making the ice at the Tartan Club for the (laughs) Curling Club. He's been doing that for a while. Uh, with his brother Piper, and they they're putting on shows at the Tartan Club. Which what the hell? January twentieth, they have a show going on. That's my birthday. So if you want to curl and see a show for ten bucks, Tartan Club. So you can curl at the same time, and the show's going to be. That's well, you you curl. You do four ends of curling. Right. If you, if, I hope people know what that is, because I'm a bit of a curler. And then uh, you go upstairs into the lounge, and there's a band playing. So then the band starts at ten or something mm-hmm. like that. So right. you can get all your curling in, settle in with a beer, and celebrate your win or drown your sorrows. Yeah, but don't steal the rocks. No, they're heavy, yeah. hard yeah. to leave with. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Be great for you know weighing down the back of your car though in this weather. Did you wonderful? Yeah, design. good yeah. call. All yeah. right. And you can write them off. Can you? <laughs> not if I'm you not just sure take them. <laughs> <laughs> Thieving expenses. Well, we um, we're running out of time. We have to uh, move on to the next item on the agenda. But you guys will stick around for the second half oh, yeah. of our meeting. Well, sure. Awesome. Should we, should we actually move the next item on the agenda for after the break? No, no. Let's do it now. All right. Yeah, we've well, got just enough time. Well, it's funny because we're because we've been talking about taxes, and for to generate this is the innovative revenue tool section, by the way, where we come um, up with ideas on how the city can improve its bottom line. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, we I realize that the key to generating additional revenue for the city is to expand its tax base. And because cloning technology is not up to snuff yet to create more people, uh, we need to uh, find other population centers to bring into Regina. So the nearest population center of any size is Moose Jaw. Mm-hmm. But we can't annex Moose Jaw. I mean, can we? I can look into that. Okay. But if we can't, the next best thing is to very slowly and carefully take every bit of Moose Jaw and move it over to Regina. We mm. just start. We don't have to like spend a this lot of money. Good. We just yeah. spend to send volunteers over to just first like pick up like pieces of dirt and pavement. Just fill your pockets, pockets with moose jaw. Yeah, and then start. Then you start like with like bits of buildings, and the last thing to go obviously is the people right. and their beds because it all has to be done at night. Right. So and the tunnels. 
and the tunnels. The tunnels will extend through to Regina. That's right. But I think what the tunnels is because technically tunnels are like uh, a space right. around which there's actual material. So we all we already have lots of empty space. So we just need to put like stuff around that empty space to make the tunnels. And yeah. I think fill your pockets with moose jaw is a nice new slogan. I agree. That was really good. China and yeah. moose jaw. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Fill your fill your fill your pockets with moose jaw, people. <laughs> and then they'll wake up, they'll be in Regina and they won't have even noticed. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love this idea. Uh, me too. I will uh, we'll write up the report, send it upstairs, see if it flies. It will. It's good. Yeah. Well if that doesn't, <laughs> we've got a few more ideas right here. Hey guys. Oh, we're, back. we're back. Greetings. Segway free. Segway free. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Except for Cheap Dylan, who's got, like, Segways on sale. Does he? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, if only he had come to the meeting. Bargain oh. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next on the agenda? Oh, uh, it's City Hall WTF, something we haven't <laughs> done in a while. We have not. Yeah. We haven't done anything. We haven't had a meeting for, like, in a, a month. month. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank God for those city-mandated holidays. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, so today on City Hall WTF, we were going to talk about, well, I don't, we don't even have to talk about it, uh, property value reassessments. This is a property reassessment year. Everybody's property has been looked at by the, by the uh, tax wizards upstairs. Yeah. And uh, the values have been assessed so that when the city's budget drops, which have dropped this morning, actually, the draft, uh, they will be able to correctly assess how much you've got to kick into the coffers this year. Nice. And for the next four. And you know what? I got invited out of the sub-basement, believe it or not. I I don't, but okay, I'll go with it. I did. I got invited upstairs because I was like, what the heck is up with this reassessment? I don't get it. And so Don Barr who's one of the tax wizards upstairs, mm. he, he said I can go upstairs and that I could ask him some questions. And uh, I, I was going to play that uh, that chat we had about property tax yes. reassessments and how they work. And it's thrilling. Whew. Are you ready? No. Okay, I'm going to play it anyways. Okay. Don Barham, Director of Assessment, Tax, and Real Estate. As Director of Assessment, Tax, and Real Estate, this means that you're the guy who's in charge of taxes, property taxes. That's correct. One of my roles is a city assessor, so I oversee the valuation of all the properties for assessment purposes. Okay. Do you ever find when you're out and you're meeting new people at, like, dinner parties and stuff, and you tell them, like, what you do, that you're in charge of property taxes, that, like, the room just goes silent? Actually, everyone's got an opinion on property taxes. Not many people like paying property taxes, so people usually have lots to say. Cool. Okay, great. The reason I wanted to talk to you today is this is a reassessment year. So I, I, I don't know if everybody really completely understands what that means. So, like, what is a reassessment year? Under provincial legislation, every property must be reassessed every four years. What that means is every property's revalued. Um, if you think of an appraisal date for uh, an appraisal on a property, this is updating the appraisal date. And the previous reassessment, the uh, appraisal date or base date was January 1st, 2011. And this is updating the values to January 1st, 2015. So it just captures that update in values over that four-year period. Right. And so what would this, what would a house's assessment value be based on? 
So for residential properties, it's based on the sales comparison approach. So the city has records on uh, data data characteristics for all the properties. Um, um, pretty extensive data size, type of quality of construction, that sort of information. And we also get all of the sales information from land titles. And what we do is an analysis to see what type of uh, property characteristics influence value and to what extent they do. Then we would model the uh, uh, sales to uh, create models that would value all the properties. Right. And so you don't actually, do you have guys who go around and check out houses or neighborhoods to see what, you know, if anything has changed about the properties or do you just kind of base your models on the data you have in-house? We do have ongoing reinspection programs, and we inspect between 4,000 and 6,000 properties a year. But for a reassessment, it's mainly an exercise of updating the sales values and applying it to the characteristics that we know are, exist on houses. Right, right. What do you think people can expect to see on their reassessments this time around? Like, are values going up, or they're going to be pretty much the same? Or Overall, uh, residential for single-family residential, the values are increasing about 14%. That doesn't mean the taxes will go up at the same amount. Uh, if you take a look at uh, the uh, uh, multifamily properties, they're going up a little bit faster, and the commercial properties are, again, uh, seeing a more of a, an increase in value. They're going up about 50% this reassessment. Uh, what really determines how much your taxes change is how your property changes in value compared to the average for your tax group. So for residential properties, uh, the average is 14%, and properties that increased faster than 14% or more than 14% will see an increase, and properties that could even see an increase in their assessment, but it's below the 14% average, will see a decrease in taxes. Right. Do you have a sense of what factors would drive somebody's property value up beyond the 14%? Like, are there certain neighborhoods that are more desirable? or It's, it's market-driven, and um, what we're finding in this reassessment is lower-valued properties are increasing at a higher rate of uh, percentage rate. Uh, for example, a house at $150,000, if it goes up 10%, that's 15000 uh, for a $500,000 house, if it goes up $50,000 in value, that's 10% also. Right. So it's it's a relative exercise in terms of how they uh, how they'll change in comparison to the market. And between different reassessments, we'll find different properties change at different rates. Sometimes it's two stories or one stories might be at a different rate. Right. And could I just go back to the issue of the uh, multi-unit buildings? They're going up faster than uh, the residentials. Um, what's going on there? Like why is that? Uh, why is that happening? The, the last reassessment, the single family went up quite a bit faster than the multifamily. This is the multifamily market catching up the, uh, with the uh, increases in rents and the sales prices have increased in the multifamily. And it's, this is just reflection of that and it's kind of a, a catching up the multifamily to what occurred to the residential last reassessment. Right. And multifamily, that includes condo towers and like rental apartment buildings. This would just be the rental apartment buildings. Condominiums would be assessed separately, and they're seeing a, um, uh, a trend similar to a single-family residential. After the assessment value, uh, there's also the percent of value that was apparent that the province sets. And so uh, I, I guess it was in November it went from 70% of your uh, assessed value gets taxed, and it's now gone up to 80% on residential, and commercial has stayed the same at 100%. Um, so what is this percent of value? Like, why, does, why is there this percentage that you're being taxed on with a house instead of just everybody paying 100% of the value for tax? 
This is a, the percentage of value is a tax tool that the province uses to manage shifts on a province-wide basis and for the education tax. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. For the city, we have uh, what's called a mill rate factor, and that's something we can use to offset whatever changes occur in the uh, provincial percentages of value. In fact, council at the last uh, for the last five reassessments has had a policy of not having shifts between residential and non-residential properties. So if we continue with that, then the percentage of value um, will, not, will not have any impact on the municipal taxes, but it could have an impact on the, any shifting that happens in the education tax. Okay, so that's where, that's where the percent of value then matters, is on the education tax. It doesn't really affect people's property tax values at all. That's correct. For in the, in the cities where they have the ability to use other tax tools like mill rate factors, uh, for uh, rural municipalities, though, the, uh, the percentage of value also can impact their uh, municipal uh, tax rates. Okay. Once the assessment and the POV are applied, you guys apply the mill rate. Can you, can you explain what a mill rate is? Because I think a lot of people use the terms mill rate and property tax interchangeably. What, what is the mill rate and why is it, how is it different from property tax? I think the best way to describe it is is uh, is, to, is to go first to the budget. Um, city council will set the budget, and that's the amount of taxes that they're going to collect. The rest of it becomes an exercise of allocating out the taxes. So the mill rate and mill rate factors are actually set to achieve the budget amount. So the only way that the taxes will change is through the budget process. The reassessment itself is revenue neutral. It's just a, a mechanism to allocate out the taxes in a uh, based on the values. Right. So then you guys work backwards from the amount of revenue the city needs to how much each individual is going to be paying on taxes. That's correct. We would start in a reassessment year with doing what we'd call revenue neutral. So we'd look at the last year's budget and the last year's tax policies and say, okay, so after the reassessment, if we were to collect exactly the same amount of money and have it distributed through the same policies, what would that impact be? And so that's the what we've calculated, and that's what we use to estimate the impact of the reassessment. That way we can have the impact from the reassessment separate from the budget process and any tax increase that is due to uh, budgetary needs. If you have a situation where we've had for many years now where there's been, like, you know, a lots of expansion, lots of growth, a lot more people paying property taxes, then presumably to reach the same sort of like revenue neutral, like amount of revenue year over year, if you have more people paying property taxes, taxes would go, could conceivably go down if growth, if, if growth can achieve that revenue without raising taxes. Do, do, you, do you know what I mean? Or do I know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's true that uh, growth brings revenue, but bro growth also brings uh, costs. So right. for, for every extra mile of road you have, you have got more uh, street sweeping and, um, and maintenance. Uh, for uh, more houses, you have more uh, garbage picks up, pickups, you need more equipment. And so the, the goal of the city is to have growth pay for growth. And in some circumstances, uh, growth would uh, bring in less revenue than it costs. And so uh, the city is taking a serious look at what does growth cost and trying to balance that. Right. Just out of curiosity, why is it called a mill rate? It's actually a mill rate because it's uh, the um, tax you would pay on $1,000 of assessment. Okay. And so uh, if, you, if you want to look at it another way, if you took, um, it, it's what, what every, what taxes you'll pay for every $1,000 of assessment that you have. Right, so it's like a metric tax. Yes. Okay, <laughs> okay, right. Do you, like, 
you you get all of this? Like you just come into work and this you can just do all of these numbers just off the top of your head? Like it's it's it, it's a complicated process. We do have uh, one of the most complicated tax uh, property tax systems in Canada. Yeah. Uh, the millery factors aren't common across Canada. Um, but in the end, it, it's uh, simply a case of city council determining the budget they need to provide the services that citizens want and the services that uh, citizens are willing to pay for, and then allocating it out based on the assessment values of the properties to try and uh, make sure that everyone pays a fair share and that it's done in a way that's up-to-date and current. Right. Okay, I think that covers everything. Thanks a lot for doing this. Well, thanks. Great to be here. interest you to know that I actually successfully appealed my uh, property taxes by telling the city that um, I didn't own a mill, so the mill rate did not apply to me. Genius. Yes. Yeah, totally. Genius. Yeah. Another thing you can do, you get paid by the number of floors if you live in a house, paid by the number of floors, paint over your second floor to look like the, a treetop or, and the sky, and when they come by, yeah. they'll be like, oh my god, your house shrank, or it sank. Yes. And, uh, yeah, they'll knock a few bucks off. Nice. And also, yeah. it turned out that my property was a, like a pack of stale cigarettes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the mill rate on that would not be very high. Not at all. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, that's like right at the bottom of the list of like taxable properties is package of stale cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even like, even the fact that it's stale doesn't knock anything off, but you don't actually have to pay anything. Yeah. 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 So anyways. That's property tax reassessments, how they work, why we do them. Um, yeah. Is everybody good with their, ta their tax reassessment? I'm really good with it. My taxes actually went down this year. Oh, that's I exciting. I know. It's the unicorn. It's the unicorn in the room. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. The tax unicorn? It's like you were blessed by the tax unicorn. Yeah. Whoa. It's a couple bucks a month. But uh, yeah. in terms of what I pay for a floor in the sky... Uh, it's, uh, well, whatever. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Never thought it would happen. Yep. Paint over your windows. I heard that that's another tactic. Yeah. Another fill, fill in the interiors. So it's I know, not a livable space. I know some yeah. really good yeah. scenic painters, and they could possibly paint the exteriors so it doesn't look like it's there, but which Ooh. would be a strange effect on a condo building. Yeah. Yeah. To have like a little piece of the Lego taken out. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. I think I would, I would. I'd be. I would actually pay to see that. So you could actually <laughs> generate a bit of revenue from like showing, like bringing people in. Yeah, yeah. that sounds be a good. Tourist attraction. That sounds good. Yeah, the missing floor. It'd be spooky. She lives where there's no home. Complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would just increase your legend. Twenty seventeen is going to be a big year. It's going to be a huge year. Uh, so it is, um, we are, and we are broadcasting on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Mm -hmm. And that was property tax reassessments. Oh, they're, they're the best? Yeah. Um, yes, thought so. And we're here with Blake Berglund and Belle Plain. I ran out of anagrams. Hey, uh, yeah, and you, you didn't give me the list. <laughs> <laughs> I jealously guard my list of anagrams. Yeah. They're the one thing that keeps me working here. Yeah. yeah, there isn't a name for the new album, so Alpine Bell's probably going to go on the list. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah, it's good. It's a good name. You it's need yodeling. Yeah, you're it's right. Alpine Bell. What about Lineal Plebe? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go towards the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, 
uh, when is yodeling coming back? I think it's long overdue. When Wolf Carter rises from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There isn't much yodeling. Corblund can yodel. Can he? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he can yodel quite well, actually. Brett Kissel can yodel? Unbelievably well. Yeah. Brett Kissel, he's a mainstream Canadian artist, and he had this Twitter video a couple days ago of him standing in the bathroom yodeling, and it blew my mind how... It was pretty solid yodeling. Yeah, he was strong. I'll try and find it and retweet it again oh, on cool. my Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter, yeah, it's a video of Brett Kissel yodeling just a beat hell. It's excellent. Do you know anything about the physics and biology of yodeling? Because like, it's not something normal well, going on in your throat when that happens. The technique in singing is to soften that change between your chest and your head voice. So when you're moving from an E sound to an E, oh. it's going E to soften it. And but that's yodel, a called a gliss, everyone. That's a gliss. <laughs> but in yodeling, you're intentionally breaking the vocal. So it's like oh. E, E, E. Like that, so you instead of that nice. smooth flow, you crack it to go from your chest voice to your head voice, and then you just say "little old lady who." I wonder if that oh. involves a glottal uh, attack. A what? A glottal attack. So never, never mind singing. the glisses. It's singing a glottal term. attack. Mm-hmm. Glottal attacks are a little hard on your vocal cords, whereas a gliss is easy. It's a nice way to warm up. Uh. Yeah. So we'll we'll consult with some vocal coaches maybe and come back. You should try yodeling. You'd be good. I'll give it a go. I'd love to hear it. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to do it now. No, I wasn't. Aww. But I'll yeah. I'll I'll give it a go. I was implying. Hmm. That. I feel like I could yodel. Do you, like do people who do it for like years and years and years like do they get like I don't know nodules on their vocal cords? Or? You would think there would be damage. Yeah. But I mean. Because it'd be it's like all the old boys doing it, and they probably learned to do it at a young age. So, because yeah. that had been like the death metal of the 1950s, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that if you drank enough water, you could definitely get through a, a rigorous yodeling. Probably six regime. liters, I would say. You might need yeah. to bump it up to six. Yeah. Yeah. I want to actually. I'm going to like come up with an album now called uh, the Singing Moel, uh, uh, glisses and brisses. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. I love that idea. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll record it down here in the sub-basement. <laughs> Good acoustics. I play a mean boiler. Ooh. Tang, tong. <laughs> um, okay, moving along on the agenda. Uh, the the thing that uh, Don Barr mentioned uh, when I was leaving, uh, because I saw him on Monday or Tuesday, and uh, the budget was coming out on Thursday, and I was like, oh, so the budget's coming out on Thursday. Um, can you give me any like sort of like uh, surprises and stuff? And he was like, they've already moved on. Th- upstairs, they're already working on the the next budget, the uh, the 2018 budget, and the 2017 budget just came out today, and they've like moved right. on. Um, and yeah. we somebody could have told us, yeah, because you know I'm still like trying to get my 2017 numbers together, but nobody seems to care. It's 2017 already. Oh God! I thought it was 2012 so. personally, but uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's the calendar on the wall that says like 1817. <laughs> so I just had 200 years. <laughs> that's enough. that's my how I keep track. Just you have just the calendar plus 200 years. Yeah, uh, that works. Yeah. So far, so far it's done good. Um, so, anyways, yes, the budget came out today. The 2017 budget, the draft budget. Uh, the it will be considered by council in mid February. And I failed to get the date because I stink 
at this. And, um, yeah, it, uh, it came in seven PDFs this time. Normally it comes like you get your operating budget and you get your capital budget, and maybe sometimes you get a utility budget, so three documents. And this time it was seven documents, which the personal pet peeve about this, the ENIAC machine down here, mm. it's really slow. Well, we, we need better vacuum tubes for we, that thing. We do, and we yeah. keep making requests, and yeah. there's not even a line item in the budget for vacuum tubes anymore. Um, also, all the pages have, like, blue gradients on them and swirls and stuff, and our dot matrix printer only does black. <sighs> so it's just like it's, it just looks like mud on a page. Yeah. Um, and they've changed out the layout of all the information, which is kind of a pain if you're trying to, like, go look at old budgets and compare them to new budgets because, you know, nothing's where it used to be. Feeling like that grumpy old man. <laughs> I liked it the old way. The 2012 budget was the pinnacle of budgets. <laughs> it was the best budget ever. So this budget, uh, we're getting a, well, technically we're getting a 4.18% mill rate increase if it goes all the way through. 3.18% of that is normal mill rate increase. 1% of that mill rate is dedicated to the renewal of residential roads. And that's a program that's been in place for, I think, three, four years now. Uh, and according to the uh, tax wizards upstairs, uh, the average homeowner with an assessed value of $300,000 in their house is going to pay an additional eight forty-eight a month in property taxes. Hmm. And that will help them maintain all their city services. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that, like, what, what would you pay, like, 8 bucks for nowadays? Like, uh, it's almost like an album on iTunes, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's all you're giving up. A couple of coffees. A couple of big fancy coffees with whipped cream. It's not even a beer at most places. Not even. Oh, my God, Yeah. Not yeah. in this day and age. No, sir. 2012, you could have gotten so, a yeah. beer for eight ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Absolutely true. Um, our mill rate increase is the lowest between uh, us, Saskatoon, Edmonton, and Calgary, which, you know, sounds good, but those are pretty awesome cities. Um, I rate my mill 8 out of 10. Do you? Yes. That's a, very That's good a rating. pretty hot mill. That's a pretty hot mill. Yeah. Um, I think something that they really needed to talk to us about, though, is that the 2017 budget theme is building for the future. Since they've started theming the budgets, every year there is a budget theme. 2016's budget theme was managing progress, colon, doing what matters most. 2015's was strengthening our foundation. 2014 was investing in growth and opportunities. Mm. And 2013, that was the first year where they kind of had a theme, and it was, they were just they were just getting started baby steps, right? <laughs> uh, the 2013 budget theme was what it costs to run a city. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, 101. That's <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Building building for the future, I thought I thought we could do better than that. Like, yeah. Preparing, just, preparing for the apocalypse. I enjoy that they title the budgets at all. Isn't oh. it wonderful? It's yeah. quite delightful. Spend your money. <laughs> yeah. Things Why cost spend your Spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one's good. But it has yeah. to actually be the audio of, of Blake saying that. Spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> every, time, every time you pick it up, spend your money. Ah. Like one of those cards that you open. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A little audio spend your chip. money. Yep. <laughs> be a little fold-out, Blake. <laughs> Popping up. Yeah. We're all doing hand yeah, gestures again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh. your money with Blake Berglund, yeah. City of Regina. Hey, you guys should work on a jingle, a budget jingle. 
And then you could do like budget commercials I think every last year. Last time we were in here, we did. A yeah, yeah. yeah, we totally that's tried right. to suck you into doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. We were, we were actually going to. Feel it went over well. I, I thought I was actually going to tell people that you were, you were here to like sing your like song for 2017, oh. but I didn't spring it on you because I thought that would be cruel. Hmm. I was even playing the guitar this afternoon. I could have just brought it along. Spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's it. That, that, that's that's the base of the song. Spend yeah. your money. Yeah. yeah. Well, next time you're now time. you're now a uh, improvement clerk, so you can come down any time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Improve things with a song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or on on your own show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. We should we should mention uh, Blake Berkeley has his own show now on CJTR. Yeah. It's the Artists in Residency program. Yeah, so every, every Saturday in January from 3 to 4 in the afternoon I'm on. And my first one was last Saturday. It was just a ball. It was like, great. Yeah, I caught that. It was a really good show. Yeah, it was, it's a different way of... I, I said earlier that I was using parts of my brain that I didn't even know I had or could use for that matter. So, yeah, it's difficult to hit play and talk at the same time. <laughs> and yet you can play guitar and sing I know, at the same time. weird. Um <laughs> But it's funny, like, we were told in our, when we were getting sort of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not initiation. Oh, um, uh, orientation. Orientation, that's the word. In the orientation of everything, Amber said, make sure you have a backup plan with the music, because sometimes it just doesn't go as planned. And when I got in here, at home, I made a Spotify playlist that I was going to play everything off of, and then the server in the building didn't recognize my Spotify or my Spotify didn't recognize the server mm-hmm. and it thought I was out of country and it refused to play. So I was lucky enough to have Kent in here and we bounced back and forth between our iTunes. But yeah, it was fun. I'm looking yeah. forward to this Saturday. Cool. And what time is that again? 3 p.m. in the afternoon on Saturdays. Right on. Yeah. Hmm. We got to we gotta get moving. We gotta I'm get, sorry. Yeah. Our, I was not paying attention to the clock and the time locks are going to open any minute now. Oh, we no. don't want to miss that. We'll be stuck here until next week. Yep. Okay. Good, yeah. good point. Well, yeah. Well, in, in that case, should we move to adjourn the meeting? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Cool. So I motion to adjourn. I second that motion. Okay, we don't have quorum, but nonetheless, motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our guests tonight have been, no anagrams here, Belle Plain and Blake Berglund. Thanks to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for our kicking theme music. And coming up next, we have the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V. And then I believe we have the cockpit. We do have the cockpit. And then we have the howling void of nothingness, or perhaps music. Hey, that's it for this evening. Keep on improving, Jim.